Why did the chicken cross the road? To listen to this podcast, duh. Per. Hey y'all, I'm Gabrielle. And unfortunately, Naomi could not be here with us today. But she is here in spirit. And I'm Jennifer, who also happens to use other pronouns. I explained them a little more in the previous amazing episodes, which you should check out. Today we have quite a few amazing people with us, so I'll leave it to them to introduce themselves in a bit. Although this episode was planned in May, we are still talking about mental health awareness which is why we decided to interview some of our close friends from the Belfry Center here at the 92nd Street Y. Introducing the The Less Lonely Project. Hi, my name is Raphael. Um, I'm in grade 11, and I've been with the Less Lonely Project for about a year now. Um, I am, I'm interested in this program because it sort of focuses on a topic that really resonates with me about youth loneliness, as well as my own personal community. Uh, hi, my name is Andrew, and I'm in grade 11, and I go to Fort Hamilton High School. Hi, my name is Catherine, and I'm currently a junior in Fort Hamilton High School, and I am a teen producer at the Belfer Center. Hi, my name is Quina. I'm a junior at Fort Hamilton High School. I've been with a Less Lonely Project for about a year. Can we ask why each person is interested in the campaign and what each person's role in the campaign is? Um, yeah, so I kind of think that we all sort of have like unified roles. It's not super defined. We all sort of tackle different problems as they come with okay. the program, uh, which is super interesting because you know we can sort of find things that we like and sort of focus on aspects of the project that we all individually sort of like. Um, and the reason I'm sort of interested in this program is because, you know, youth loneliness is a very big problem and it feels really good being part of a research, pro- like a research program that can provide that resource for other people. I think it's really interesting that we can make a difference in people's lives. I agree. I've seen um, many of my friends that also have um, this um, problem and I really uh, I really think it's um, interesting to see how we can make a difference in our community. I'm interested in the Less Lonely Project because I think this is a powerful topic that we all should feel comfortable talking about. I agree with all of you. I think it is very valuable that we have this conversation about teen loneliness, especially with the pandemic and stuff where all of that is being heightened because not not as much now, but like before, before things started to open up, you were like stuck at home and like there was no school, people barely went out. So it was just a bad time for a lot of people. Yeah, so I think it's really important to have this conversation about mental health. And I really like how this conversation about mental health is becoming more widespread because before, you know, people, I feel like used to be more ashamed about it. But yeah, now, there was a stigma. Yeah, a stigma to mental health and loneliness. Mm-hmm. But now, like, people like you guys are making it more um, open, an open conversation so that people could, you know, talk about it 
and help each other out. I think that's really good. Yeah, because like mental health, like you said, like it was a stigma. It felt so taboo, especially with like older generation saying like, oh, you know, getting therapy means like you're completely psycho. You're not like sane or anything. Like, you know, therapy is pretty good for like a lot of people, whether it's just like from anxiety or depression or other stuff. And like it helps being able to vent to somebody and like give your trust to like an actual professional who can give you like that sort of advice that you need sometimes. Yeah, I agree. Uh, definitely, like the last Sloney campaign, as stated before, is aimed to destigmatize, you know, the mental health and loneliness, and you know, especially since COVID nineteen, uh, ever since the pandemic hit, a lot it was a very dark time for a lot of people. Everybody was stuck inside, and this wasn't something any of us have experienced before. So a lot of people, you know, including I, you know, I was stuck inside. I didn't. I wasn't able to go out. And even like before the pandemic, I was a very social person. I was always down to hang out with friends. And when that was taken away from me, you know, I had to find ways to adapt. And at times, you know, I did wish I could see my friends and talk to other people in person. Yeah, it makes sense. Because like they kind of say like your teen years or something, you're meant to, you know, remember a lot. And like, how can you remember stuff when you're just spending it all inside and not outside with like the people you want to like remember for the rest of your life? I also think a big part of it is sort of like meeting your friends in person because I think like even like Zoom and there's a lot of like resources to like sort of see your friends online is really that physical connection and sort of talking to someone, you know, face to face. A lot of that physical connection really does prove like it serves like a really important role in mm -hmm. having a friendship. So I do have to ask, what's the main goal of this campaign? Like what are y'all striving to achieve through the Less Lonely Project? Um, yeah, so, the, I mean, the, the Lost Lonely Project has basically two aims. Uh, one, to destigmatize loneliness among Gen Z and share simple resources to combat it. Uh, destigmatize is basically to remove associations of shame or disgrace, making something more socially acceptable. Our message is that every time someone gets lonely, you know, it's okay, and that we should talk about it and support each other through it. In addition, we also collaborate with organizations and spaces to share simple resources young people and adults that care for them can use to support youth loneliness. Well, the campaign, you know, it's really to, it, it's uh, by, for, and, well, what is it, like, it's for and by Gen Z. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, us as fellow Gen Zers, you know, we're helping our fellow peers as well as future generations, you know, with this topic of loneliness. And I think our eventual goal is to be a resource that, other people can use and you know even though you know it's us currently we hope that in the future everyone of the younger generation can use it okay so you said that um the campaign is by gen z for gen z so like how are you guys reaching um the rest of gen z is there like social media outreach or something like yeah that? um our that's the only project lives online, and a lot of what we do is through social media, such as Instagram, um, Twitter, yeah. Yeah, our campaign is very social media based. Um, we are hoping in the future to possibly make our outreach more in person, uh, whether it be schools or other nonprofit organizations. Um, or community centers to spread the message and the destigmatization of loneliness. Um, but at the moment, we've been reaching out uh, with our hashtag, hashtag Less Lonely, and um, 
like recently our one one of the most popular posts on the 92nd Street Y uh, page is definitely the Dear Evan Hansen interviews mm. that we did recently. <laughs> yeah, that was very yeah. exciting. Yeah. Uh, we had the the wonderful opportunity to interview some of the cast members. Like for me, I interviewed uh, Phoebe, and you know it, it was great. Um, and it received a lot of positive uh, feedback and outreach. And a lot of people were sharing and a lot of people were viewing it. And it was great. I mean, I think the Urban Hansen is a good way for like the less lonely because like the way to, we've seen the musical. Yeah, like, we've so seen we, the musical. So we know what it's about. Like it kind of like, like the whole thing is like you're not alone. And like there's a whole song about it too. Yeah. So like it makes sense why you would want to interview with Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. I think that, you know, the internet is actually a big source of youth loneliness. You know, the internet, you know, whether it's looking at your other friends and comparing yourself or objectifying, you know, over internet, over the internet, um, it does prove to be a very dangerous resource. And so mm-hmm. our sort of program takes away that danger and, you know, sort of flips it, you know, around, right? And so rather than being a platform where people are idol, ideal, like idolizing other people, you know, it's a platform in which you can provide a resource for people to go to. And, um, you know, we currently, we live all online. And I do think that's a pretty big benefit because you know, compared to like a local effort, we can reach a lot more people all around the world and all around the United States. And so we can really, really spread our message and resources everywhere. Um, Call us a dumb question or something, but can you go more into depth what you mean, like a dangerous resource about it? I think that, you know, the internet is a place of everywhere. You know, you can't really hide anything on the internet. And, you know, if you look at Instagram, for example, it was a platform that was made for people to share their lives with other people, keep other people up to date, and sort of be like a resource for yourself, you know, if anything. But in reality, it's sort of turned into people judging other people from what they post and being afraid of what you're posting on the internet and showing other people. And so in that, you know, in that way, it's created a very toxic environment for people to do. And, you know, it's very dangerous, especially in, you know, the youth. Yeah, social media can be a very double-edged sword. We are more connected, but yet we are more alone uh, than ever before. Um, like, as Raphael said, Instagram was made to share your life with others, and but it but it led to a lot of comparison. A lot of people feel like they're not enough. A lot of people get more insecure because they see everybody living the perfect life on online, even though. It is obviously the choice of what you upload online, but people choose a majority of the time to upload their best life, which leads to comparison, which leads to feeling alone, like, or feeling of missing out. Like you see a group of people and like, oh, wow, I wish that was me. Yeah, they, I also think a big thing is that a lot of people, they post, you know, the good moments or the good things that happen in the good times. on social media. And so that's all you're really seeing as, you know, an outsider. You're only seeing the good parts of people's lives when in reality a lot more happens behind the scenes and you know that's just not shown on social media and you know i would i mean i think that you know especially social media being such a powerful platform it should be comfortable enough to people that they can use the platform in its intended use um and yeah I, I, that's basically what our target is to you know destigmatize as well as bring more awareness around the youth loneliness so queen our catherine um, I want you to answer, like, how exactly are you guys 
spreading this less lonely campaign? Like, I know you're on social media, but like, what exactly are you like posting or like, do you have like special events that people could attend or something like that? Um, some of the things that we have posted recently are interviews with their Evan Hansen cast members. And we asked them about their um, mental health journey and how it's been for them, how they cope with it. So other people can um, find ways to cope with their loneliness or resonate and feel connected sort of way. Um, we don't have um, like events, like you said, um, since our- Yet. <laughs> yeah, yet. <laughs> because um, our campaign is a social, social media campaign. So we haven't gone that far yet, but we'll work on it. And we're actually branching into a lot of events, you know, digital events. Like, for right. example, we've done, you know, Instagram Lives with other, you know, our collaborators such as Springtide. And we're sort of hosting live events for people to sort of voice their opinion and for us to speak to others to sort of, you know, bring more awareness. Um, you mentioned Springtide. And what are some, like, other collabor- collaborators that you have, you know, done events with? You know, we've had MTV which is like a very big network. And that like that includes almost all of MTV's branch, like Paramount, you know, all their sort of channels, et cetera. We've also had, like he said, Dear Evan Hansen, Spring Tide. Um, and there are, you know, there are a lot of other collaborators, you know, even the Poetry Center, which is, we had you know, a collaboration with the Spring Tide with the book. Yeah. Yeah, we made a whole book. Yeah. We and book. tell us about that outreach that we had. Like, You guys have a book? Yeah, is there anywhere we, we can get it? I uh, guess. We actually have a digital copy. We have a oh, digital copy available um, now. Um, where can we get it? Can we get it? At springtideinstitute.com slash less lonely. I what see you in Springtide, my man. And if you want to get the book, I'm pretty sure you can put a less lonely code and get 10% off. I see you and Springtide are very close. Yes. Do you have matching friendship bracelets? We might. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is the book called? What's the name of it? Oh, it's actually like the digital time capsule. Um, and the, the cool thing about it is that it's actually like a fully digital book. It's not a sort of in-person book. And they're, they're making it into person. I think there's a lot of advantages to that because, you know, it's free. It's a free resource and it can be downloaded on, you know, on your device. And so it's great because it's, you can't really get more accessible than that. And, you know, anyone can, anyone can get it. It's free. It's downloadable. It's super accessible. That's exciting. I have a question. So I, I wonder if you like remember from the start of the whole thing, what, how did the Less Only Project come to be? Like, what was the process of thinking of the name for the project? Or um, how did you decide what was the first thing you were going to tackle? The first thing that we were going to tackle was our branding and... Um, well, logo looks like and how we would be able to reach our audience. Um, well, you know, we, you know, being part of this like program from the beginning, we actually weren't totally sure of our messaging and like our, our branding at the first time. But the first thing that we did know was destigmatized youth loneliness. You know, that that was like our really key point. Right. And I'm super glad that we've sort of kept that. And, you know, because we our goal is to provide a resource for the youth. Right. And we're basically working to change future generations and provide something that isn't out there, right? And, you know, we came up with Less Lonely because 
you know, we want people to be less lonely. And when, when I say less lonely, I'm not saying, you know, get friends, even though, you know, having a community is important. A lot of it is also just loving yourself and having that self-confidence in yourself to become less lonely. Um, do you think you've made any sort of difference on with your campaign so far? I think we've made immense difference. You know, I think that, you know, numerical value isn't everything, but our Instagram posts have had large engagements. Our live events have also had large engagements. And we've also been able to collaborate with large foundations in order to get our message out there. And so, and yet again, we've only been around for about a year. So we haven't had a super large amount of time and the change we and so much resources that we've done in the time has been amazing, honestly, as we look back on it. I'm very happy for you guys. Seriously. <laughs> Thank like, you. This is big. Like y'all are such a young group and have collaborated with like big organizations and really made a name for yourselves. I'm very excited to see where this takes you. And I hope you you know stick with it because it's a yeah, very and important I believe topic. we're one of the like the only I believe we're one of the only like campaigns like out there for yeah. the, like <clears throat> like mental health or anything. Well, actually, um, shout out to our boss, Alexandra Moreno. Um, you know, as she was sort of coming up with that campaign, she was saying, well, you know, they're really, you know, after COVID, you know, there really wasn't a resource for the youth around well, youth this, yeah, And so she kind of took it upon herself to sort of say, you know, there needs to be a resource and there needs to be change. And she was, she's really the one that started the whole process of providing resources and the whole messaging behind the brand. Thank you, Alexandra. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. What are your favorite parts of the campaign? Oh, there, there was so much. There, there were the workshops. There were all the, there was the media training. There was the public speaking workshop that we had. There was the, the interviewing training where we had to, I think my favorite part and definitely the most memorable one was definitely the interviewing of the Dervin Hansen cast members. <laughs> At first, I was very nervous. <laughs> I, I was very, <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. At first, I was very nervous because I've never interviewed anybody, much less a, a cast member from a big play on, on Broadway. So it, it was such a new experience, and it put me out of my comfort zone. And we had a media. It wasn't the, no, it wasn't the media training. It was the the interview, interviewing training, and I felt so much more at ease after. And then the next day, I went on and it went so smoothly, and I felt like really good about it because I had like such an enlightening conversation about loneliness and mental health and uh, with with Phoebe from the Durban Hansen cast. So. And now you're the one being interviewed. I am. <laughs> How does it feel? It feels good. <laughs> oh, how the tables have turned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they have. Um, mine would be the publishment of the Springtide um, research book because um, that's like, a, well, we got the physical copy and it's just, it just um, for me, it's like a big achievement of us and how much work we have put into this. And um, it's nice to see how like, People all around the world are facing this problem and they're willing to, you know, stand up and share their story, which shows that, you know, they're being more open and that means that we are able to help more people. My favorite part of this um, project would be creating, 
creating graphic designs for our social media and the quotes that we use really touched some people's hearts as well as mine. Yeah, I think the, you know, my, my favorite part of this entire program was really watching it grow from literally an idea to what it is now. I mean, you know, from going from, you know, just like a quote on a piece of paper to having a book published with our brand and even having, you know, a whole interviewing session with one of the biggest Broadway plays in New York. I mean, it's amazing. And we've done this in such a short amount of time, as well as, you know, pretty limited resources. It, it's amazing, honestly. I think that, you know, the way the way I see it. And, you know, being part of that, having a say in almost all aspects of the project, it's just been amazing. Kind of like a proud parent, huh? I yeah. am, yeah. Yeah. No. If anything, I'm the kid, right? <laughs> so, yeah. No, but I hope we, we inspire others to do the same, like, to get a small idea and build from it. Yeah. I feel like that's really the same thing with this podcast. Because yeah. we were, like, talking about it one day, what, like, what comes next after we had our poetry event? Like, what do we do now? And then it just, like, someone blurted out an idea. I don't even remember who. Oh, it was you. It was me. It was you. <laughs> Yeah, it was like, we should start a podcast. And, you know, that's how it happened. Caroline got all the equipment, and now we're here with mics and headphones and stuff. And so, you know, everything starts from an idea, and it's just up to us to really take the reins and make it something. I so. won't lie to you. That idea just came out of nowhere. I really did not expect this to happen <laughs> so far. Hey. I did not expect it to get this far. Yeah. No, I mean, a podcast is like a great way to get your messaging. Because I think that, like, especially now, it's, like, such a casual way to converse with other people and just sort of, like, almost, like, like, imagine you're driving your car and, like, you don't want to listen to music, but, like, you want to have a conversation with other people, right? And get other people's input on topics or, you know, anything you really want to talk about there. And I think it's, it's great that you guys are doing this. I can say the same about you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for, you know, being Me? featured on our podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I'm very happy to have had this conversation. I, you know, to reiterate, I think it's very important and commemorable that you guys are, you know, really speaking out about this loneliness issue. And I'm very, very, very excited to see how far this gets. And the Poetry Center will support you the whole way. So, so this is a poetry podcast by the Poetry Center. So I would like to ask if anyone or everyone has a specifically creative or artistic way of um, helping with loneliness or sadness or you know mental health issues. What makes you guys feel better like in an artistic way? Coping mechanisms. Yeah. Mine would be listening to music. Mm. What's what? your favorite song? Or your favorite album? Oh, um, my favorite song would be a Chinese. My favorite artist is a Chinese artist named um, Jackson Ma. Oh, I like Jackson too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for me, I think that, you know, drawing, you know, as well as photography. I, I love street photography. I think it's great. Um, I think it's more of, you know, being able to sort of put your mind on paper or put your mind into the camera and sort of just sort of let your mind 
go, right, and sort of just fully express yourself. Um, ladies first, ladies first. Mine would be crocheting, and I think- <gasps> You crochet too? Yes. Mine would be crocheting because I just like the whole process, how it's really peaceful, and I like to see um, my final product, which makes me feel really happy. What's your favorite thing to crochet? Um, maybe a beanie. You Ooh, can make wow. a bee too? A bee. Oh, there's a bee. I make bees. You can make a bee? Yeah, I can make a bee. That's impressive. All right, what about you, Andrew? When I feel lonely or upset or any negative emotion, I, I try and usually I would either do music production or just go on my laptop and just make music. And that usually calms me. Um, I get like a great deal of enjoyment <laughs> from doing it. I, I love doing it. Um, it's a lot of fun. At times it's frustrating, but it's very rewarding when you make something that you like to listen to in your own time. Um, I would also write or just journal. Uh, and I would just write because on a paper doesn't judge you. Paper doesn't <laughs> have any thoughts. You know, you just write. If you'd like, you can rip it up after, or you can just keep it and read it again when you find it again. But I like making music and journaling definitely and crucial. Outstanding, that works so well. So. Very creative. Do you have a healthy coping mechanism? Oh, do I have a healthy coping mechanism? <laughs> healthy. I like writing poetry. I guess that's why I'm in the poetry yeah. center. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, I do like writing poetry. Um, me personally, I find it really hard to rhyme. So I couldn't write a song if I tried. But hey, that rhyme. Hey. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're a natural. <laughs> but I like, I don't know, just putting stuff on paper in like a really beautiful way. I feel like it takes a lot more thought to write a poem that has like a story. Mm. I mean, like, journaling, for me, I don't really like it because I feel, I judge myself. So just, oh, like, yeah, writing yeah. all my feelings, I'm like, ew, that's cringe. <laughs> but, like, poetry, it's, like, a more subtle way for me to write my feelings out. And then, you know, I get something pretty at the end of it, so yeah. I like it. What about you, you know. Jennifer? Me? Well, my favorites are a bit weird sometimes. Like, I love to write stories and create my own characters. So when I do write stories, I end up, like, making it worse sometimes because I'm hard on myself when I write. Except when I write, I just think, like, this is not perfect enough. This is not the yeah, right grammar. Yeah. What am I writing? And then, like, sometimes I go back and be like, wait, this was actually nice. But with my characters, I project my negative emotions onto them. Not because I hate them, but it adds character. <laughs> sometimes... You know, it adds a, li a little bit of spice. That's a little bit of character when I project those negative emotions onto them. Because they're not real people. <laughs> this won't hurt them. No, I think, like, definitely, like, when you read a work of literature, um, like, the characters in an author's story can tell a lot about an author. Mm -hmm. Like, how they are portrayed, like, what they are. And they really do tell, like, like as you said, you know? Like, like if somebody, like, projects all the anger and hate onto them or like a certain personality like, like each author's character is just an extension of their own personality
any final words? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, the Lesley Project, it started with our cohort with, you know, the teen producer program. But I think that I hope, I hope that this program goes beyond us, right? And that after we're done and we're into college, that, you know, the 92Y will have another cohort work on this amazing project. And then I hope I see this thing. I hope I see it, you know, on like a billboard somewhere around New York. And I'll be like, you know what, I was there. I made that project. (laughs) And, you know, it becomes like a real resource for people to use. And make real change. Well, we hope you all learn a a bit more about mental health and how it's affected teens everywhere. The hashtag Less Lonely Project was created to shed light on the silent struggles that teens go through. So if you want to learn even more about the campaign and show your support, please go visit their website, which is tied in the description for this episode. And don't forget to check out their social medias, which would be... What are your ads, real quick? Can we just, like, plug them in the description? Yeah, we can put them in the show notes. Never mind. You can check the description. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yes. Well, well, a lot of our content actually is located on the 92Y's Instagram page. Ah. As well as... You can as, find us there. And we also... Our website is <laughs> 92y.com slash less lonely. Less dash lonely. Gotta remember to add the dash the there. Dash. <laughs> Don't yeah, want to but, be um, redirected. Yeah, no, I mean, on our website, you know, we have a lot of resources and we have a lot of targeted resources for different problems. Um, and if you just frequently check it, the resources are like always being added. So you never always find new stuff. This has been A K Q R G N J. Bye. Bye.